Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. The 0-2. Spresser out of the right center field. It's down and they win it. Manny Gonzalez scores and the Cowboys are going back to state. To the pros. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Whose turn is it? In the air, well struck right center. Looking back on it, and that is off the top of the fence. Is it gone? It is. Boy, that was crushed by Jose Abreu. This time he goes the opposite field. The 3-2. Called strike three. And the Astros, for a seventh consecutive season, are headed to the American League Championship Series. They hold on in game four, three to two. But, and there's a high fly ball. Deep right field. Harper watches it fly. And Turner in the air, deep in the left field. Towering fly ball. Pilar at the wall. It's gone. A wall scraper to left. And the 2-2 pitch. Hit in the air to left. Gurriel is there. The Arizona Diamondbacks sweep the Dodgers and head for the LCS. Uh, If there were video cameras in this room right now, you'd see a big smile on my face. A very, very big smile. Good Thursday morning, everybody. Glad you're with us here on the Morning Blitz. Broadcasting on 102.5 U-Rock. AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, of course, also available online, nwksradio.net, the Rocking M app. Maybe you're listening for the first time on the podcast. Doesn't matter. Thank you so much for tuning in, no matter what way you are doing so. Here on this Thursday, October the 12th, a cool start to today, 50 degrees. Currently the temperature on our way to a high of just 62 and plenty of wind today. So be prepared for that wind and blowing dirt. So if you have anything to do outside today, which I need to get some things done outside, you're going to have to get it done this morning uh, because the afternoon is supposed to be pretty yucky, to say the very least. But uh, So keep that in mind as you work your way through this Thursday. As always, uh, we're always open for conversation and comments. Uh, Hit us up on our text line, the number 785-899-2222. Had great uh, conversation and comments yesterday uh, from our listeners. We'd love to have that every day. Uh, if we possibly could, that would be awesome. Uh, but we got lots to get to in today's program. We'll be visiting with uh, Shreyas Lada. Uh, he covers the Kansas Jayhawks for uh, the Kansas City Star. We'll be visiting with him about Kansas basketball's finality when it comes to uh, the investigation that's been going on for a half a dozen years. Once again, as kind of predicted and thought, uh, not a lot of punishment really being handed down. Uh, We'll get to more of that in just a little bit. Uh, We'll touch on the Kansas basketball's latest new commit, and we'll get an update on football. Where does Lance Leipold's crew set going into this big game down at Oklahoma State? Uh, Is Jalen Daniels ever going to make it back this year? Just some more comments and thoughts on that with Shreya Slada coming up in our second segment about uh, 18 minutes, 18 to 20 minutes from now. And we will get to the NFL Power 5. It is a Thursday. Looking ahead to tonight, speaking of the NFL, Chiefs-Broncos tonight for Thursday Night Football from Arrowhead. Uh, we'll have more on that coming up in just a little bit as well. 
Sticking with the MLB postseason, uh, yesterday two tickets were punched to the LCS, the League Championship Series. It's going to be an all-Texas final in the American League after the Rangers took care of the Orioles in straight sets. You have the Twins take care, or sorry, the Astros take care of the Twins. I beg your pardon. Three three to one, uh, the final there, or sorry, three one the series final, three two the final score. Jose Abreu with a, another phenomenal day at the plate, hits another home run. I think that's his third in the last two games. Help powering the Astros to what is an impressive stat here: their seventh consecutive. American League Championship Series. Now, we all know that some of those are a little bit tainted because of the trash can banging incidents and and all that stuff. But they have made it to seven straight. And Remember when the Astros... Anybody remember when the Astros were the Lastros? I mean, it wasn't that long ago that they were one of the worst franchises in all of MLB. One of the worst. But they did a great job of building through scouting and especially drafting and developing, bringing guys along. A lot of the Astros' pieces that got them on this trajectory were guys that were brought up through the system and helped make them successful. You know, the Alex Bregmans. Um, there's plenty of other guys, Yuri uh, Gurriel, some uh, other people like that. That, that were helped kind of brought up. Very impressive. Uh, but the Astros there are going to take on the Texas Rangers. So you've got Houston and what Arlington. That'll be the flight going back and forth for that now best of seven game series in the American League. We do know one team that is in the National League Championship Series, and that is the Arizona Diamondbacks. They beat the Dodgers 4-2 last night. The Diamondbacks with an unbelievable... MLB postseason first in the bottom of the third hit four solo homers, and that was the offense they needed to get it done over the Dodgers in a sweep. It was it was unbelievable to watch. Uh, if you get, didn't get a chance to watch, you need to go back on social media, YouTube, something. Find that, watch that inning. It's unbelievable. Lance Lynn, the Dodgers pitcher, cruises through the first two frames, and then he gets into the third. And Arizona gets Geraldo Perdomo, who's the nine-hole hitter, and doesn't have a ton of power. Sprays one out into right field, gets a home run. After retiring the next hitter, Cattell Marte, who is known for just taking massive hacks at the very first pitch, does so and ropes one out to right field. It's gone. The following hitter is Christian Walker. He pulls one down the left field line. In a frozen rope. It's gone. 3-0 Diamondbacks. The following at bat, I believe, I want to make sure I got this right. Maybe they might have retired someone in between there. No, okay. The following batter is catcher Gabby Moreno. And Moreno spray flies the ball out to right field and it just hooks foul. They call it a home run. But the umpires, led by Holcomb's Todd Tishner, mind you. Who's there in, in who's there in Phoenix last night? They go to review. They say, hey, you know what? We need to look that thing over again. Don't think that was a fair ball. It truly wasn't. It missed the post by about a foot or two. The very next pitch, Gabby Moreno plunks one into left center field and gone. Four nothing Arizona. It was nuts. Here, listen to the calls from Bob Costas last night. And here's Perdomo. Look at this. 
Hayward back at the fence. Can't get it. Gone. Cadell Marte, if it's fair, and it is, and this ball is way gone. As much as Carroll could have. And here's another shot to deep left, down the line, and gone! Three solo homers in the inning. This time it's Christian Walker. Has the home run erased, and then hits the next pitch to the moon. There's your fourth home run. I mean, it was crazy. And pandemonium inside Chase Field. Absolutely crazy. That was all the uh, the, the downbacks would load the bases in the fifth. The Dodgers would be able to wiggle out of that. And then in the seventh, L.A. got some momentum. They strung together four singles. They got a couple of hits. And then they didn't. They threatened again in the ninth, uh, able to get a runner on. And Chris Taylor hit one deep, into, but into the deepest part of the ballpark. It got ran down by Alec Thomas. And then a ball flared out to left field. Goriel catches it to seal the victory for the Diamondbacks. And Arizona going to their first league championship series since 2007. 2007. That was the year. That was the summer before going into my first year of college. I had just graduated high school in the spring of 27 or 2007. Uh, had a. I, I actually got to take a trip to Europe that summer. So I hardly remember that season for uh, for the Diamondbacks. I was actually looking back at last night. I was watching. I was like 2007. I don't remember that. Ah, that's why. Uh, and then of course the beginning of college in the fall of 2007. That's the last time they were there. A long, long time ago, to say the very least. But four to the final. Arizona moving on. Uh, it's it feels a little bit like a team of destiny. Does Arizona? But at the same time, it's. It's interesting. I saw this this written up in The Athletic, and I thought it was very good. The best moments in sports are the moments no one sees coming. Save for a miserable stretch in July, this has been the 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks, an organization, this is the big part, a year or two ahead of schedule, suddenly the hottest team in October. Winners of five in a row and off to the NLCS for the first time since 2007. The bit, The middle part of that is the big thing. If you're asking me as a Diamondback fan if I expected this year, no, I did not. I thought it would be great if they could make the postseason, maybe get a win or two, and by that I just mean a win in a series or two, maybe not win the series, and get the feeling of knowing what it's like to compete in the postseason for such a young team at a majority of spots. That's what I was hoping for. Gotten that and even more now. Gotten that and even more right now. They have not only learned how to win, they are winning. They're in the NLCS. And as I said when they got into the postseason and after they won, you know, a game against the Brewers, I said, you know, I think everything else is gravy from here. You know, you got to win. We'll just see what happens. The problem is when you're a fan and you don't experience the success of the Dodgers, well, more on that in a minute, the success of, you know, the Braves or something like that that win all the time and are always in the postseason, now you're in it, now you're kind of invested. And so now, even though I keep trying to tell myself it doesn't really matter what happens to this point forward, I mean, I still, I was was on the edge of my seat there in the ninth, hoping that they'd get this win. And they did. But that's that's the amazing thing is, uh, this team, to me, is is a year or two ahead of schedule. They've got some nice young pitchers coming up that they've got to develop a little bit more. If they can do that, along with this team, this is a dangerous team. A dangerous team with one of the best young players in the game in Corbin Carroll. So, anyway, just a really impressive showing from the Diamondbacks. And from the flip side of the Dodgers, I mean, this is... 
This is the tough part. Here's the thing about Arizona. There's not a lot of expectations when you play for Arizona. I mean, it's great now that you won, you got full house, but you know, they, they never, it was the first sellout, I think, of the season. I joked with my wife when they took a pic, they took a scan of the entire ballpark and they say, and they showed, uh, they showed some of the people in the upper deck and I thought, boy, they had to get the rags out to dust those seats off because they haven't been sat in all season and who knows for how many years. They had to probably go dust those seats off. There was so much dust stacked on it. It's the first time those seats have been filled in a handful of years. So that was interesting. But from the Dodger perspective, I love what Dan Patrick said this morning. It was really, really great. He said, when, you have, when you're the Dodgers and you're the Braves, you're these big-time franchises and these big-time markets, there's pressure. Because you've got big-time contracts, you play in a big-time franchise that has big-time expectations. The Dodgers, the Yankees, the Braves, they all have high expectations, and those high expectations bring lofty goals. In order to achieve those lofty goals, you've got to have some great players, and great players require big salaries. And when you do not live up to the expectations of those, that's what happens. That's, that's a problem. I mean, I just I kept watching you know, these games against the Dodgers and, you know, Looking at if I was a Diamondback pitcher, I mean, God, oh God, here comes Mookie Betts. Jeez, now here's Freddie Freeman. Now JD Martinez. Now Max Muncie. Now Will Smith, who was the best hitter of the series for the Dodgers. Then there's Jason Hayward. I mean, there's a ton, a ton of great people in that lineup, but it didn't matter. I mean, Betts, Freeman, and Martinez went a combined 0 for 12 and four strikeouts last night. It was not great for the top of the order for the Dodgers. And they were not good all series. I think they were like one of 24. Really bad. But anyway, I've gone on a deep tangent here. But if you're the Dodgers, it's disappointing. You win 100 games, and you don't even make it through the first series that you're in. Look, and the the Braves are on the brink, too. The Braves won 104 games. And if they lose tonight against the Phillies, by the way, the Phillies winning yesterday in blowout fashion, 10-2, to they hit six home runs in the game off Braves pitching. And if they don't find a way to win today, they're done. And so then you've got a bunch of teams that just won 90-plus games that got hot at the right time. And guess what? That's what it's about. It's not about winning 100 games. You don't need to win 100 games. You just need to be in the race so that you can make the top 10 or the cut, the cut line, so you can get into the postseason. Then you turn it up. That's what it's about. I don't even think it's about, but here's the biggest thing to me about the Braves and the Dodgers. They're injured. They're not their best pitchers. You know, sometimes when you go for all these wins, you kind of wear out your top arm. Sometimes, it's most of the time, it's accidental, not incidental. It's accidental that it just happens and unfortunate, but that's the biggest thing. I love what our good friend Dan Lucero texted uh, during the game last night. He said the Dodgers threw a fossil in, Cor- in, uh, in uh, Clayton Kershaw, a rookie, well, the guy who threw the second game, I don't know his name, and then Lance Lynn, he called the human pitching machine. <laughs> so that was what it was for the Dodgers. You don't expect that. But if they were healthy, they had Walker. If they had you know, Walker, Bueller, and Tony Goslin, they had all these other guys ready to go, it'd probably be a different scenario. It probably would. But it's a, and the same thing for the Braves. They've got some guys that are not 100% on their pitching staff. And it's looking, and it's resulting in some tough deals there for them. So we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, once again, 
Dodgers are sorry, Dodgers eliminated, Twins eliminated. You got an all Texas American League championship series between the Rangers and the Astros to decide who goes to the World Series representing the AL. And you'll have the Diamondbacks waiting the winner of the Phillies and the Braves uh, representing the National League. So that's what's going on in baseball. And it's yet very interesting to follow along and, and see some of that stuff. Uh, on to some other sports news. Quickly, local sports. Colby Community College Volleyball picked up their second straight match victory last night. They swept Butler 25-22, 25-12, 25-23. Now 15-9 on the season, 7-5 and uh, in the Jayhawk Conference. That win also vaults them up. I think they were in the sixth spot in the Jayhawk standings, fifth or sixth. They vaulted all the way up to a tie for third. And they've got Garden City, I think, coming up next, and that's the team they're tied with in that third spot. So a big match coming up here. And then it may not be the next match, but I think it's coming up the next couple of matches. I'd help decide who's going to be in that top three. Still plenty of a uh, couple of games here left. To try to figure these things out. Uh, very busy day, local sports-wise. Uh, volleyball, you've got the Mid-Continent League Volleyball Tournament today that begins. Uh, that's day one of two days. I think they have like a pool play today and then, uh, and then tournament play on Saturday. Same thing for the Northwest Kansas League, Western Kansas, Liberty League Combined Volleyball Classic. I think there's like I want to say there's like 20 teams there. Pretty close. It's a lot. They've got, and that's all held at the Colby Event Center, and it should be. It's at two, they got two great gyms to play in. Uh, I think you can probably turn one into two gyms if you wanted to. Uh, so you've got pool play today. That's at the Colby Event Center. Pool play today. They'll play championship, I think, uh, on Friday or tournament style on Friday. Uh, also today, GWAC cross country. Good luck to Colby, Goodland, Scott City, other area athletes from those schools. They're going to be running in Scott City for the GWAC cross-country invite. And then Hoxie has their cross-country invite as well. A lot of good teams going to be there. Quinter, one of the best teams in the state, both boys and girls. Golden Plains got some good ones. St. Francis, uh, Wallace County's got some good ones there. Hoxie, Oakley, all going to be there at the Hoxie cross-country invite today. There's your local sports calendar. Uh, I mentioned, once again, we'll be visiting with Shreya Slada coming up here in about 5 to 10 minutes. Uh, the big news yesterday, the Jayhawk men's basketball program and head coach Bill Self are not going to face any additional serious punishment from that investigation that happened back in 2016-2017. Uh, as part of Wednesday's ruling, Jayhawks are placed on a three-year probation. I think that means they get a few scholarships taken away. They have to vacate their 2018 uh, wins from that and their final four appearance. So that banner will get taken down due to Silvio D'Souza's participation in that. Uh, but there is no postseason ban, which is huge. And Bill Self and Curtis Townsend will face no further suspensions as well. So once again, a slight little t- slap on the wrist uh, for the program. But once again, that's what was kind of expected uh, there for the Kansas men's basketball team. And finally, of course, uh, we'll try and hit on this a little bit later on, but I want to touch on it now before we get to break. But tonight, it's Chiefs and Broncos for Thursday night football. The Chiefs, of course, coming in with a 4-1 and one record. The Broncos in the opposite side of it, 1-4 and four, uh, coming in today. Tonight's game, of course, played at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Going to be a warm one. Uh, so I think it's only be 70, be 72 there at the time of kickoff. Should be a nice, beautiful night. Here's the, the the this was the grit the most interesting stat that I read about this uh, about this thing that I you know I'd kind of known it but I didn't know the details of it but of course Kansas City has won 15 straight over Denver coming into tonight looking to make it 16. anybody know the last time Denver beat the Chiefs? 
It was week two of the 2015 season when then-head coach Gary Kubiak and quarterback Peyton led the Broncos to victory and eventually on to a Super Bowl. Week two of the 2015 season, that's the last time the Denver Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't know if it's going to happen. I think it's going to get pushed to 16. I would, I would be surprised if it doesn't. Now, I, I will say this. The Chiefs at times have not played great this year. Offensive, they're not playing up to the level of offense that I think we all expect them to do year in and year out, especially as Patrick Mahomes pushing the buttons back there quarterback. They're not doing that. Denver's defense, that has been a sieve at times, has proven to put some pressure on the quarterback with some young pass rushers. Can they do that tonight? That would, It'll be big. If they can force Mahomes off his spot, make him make a few more quicker decisions, that'd be big. I don't think it's going to matter a ton because I don't think the secondary has been great for Denver, minus Patrick Sertan a little bit. So I expect the Chiefs to come away with victory number 16. You know, the, 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 the Chiefs' defense has been very, very good. How do they make Russell Wilson look? Who Once again, I know people have been throwing shade at Russell Wilson. I don't think he deserves it. 11 touchdowns, two picks so far, over 1,200 yards. That's pretty darn good. I mean, that's better than Mahomes. That's more touchdowns and less picks than Mahomes, 10-4. and four. Mahomes has thrown for a few more yards, but Wilson's been more efficient. Let's see, Travis Kelsey, questionable tonight. Don't know if he's going to be able to go with that ankle. We'll see if he can or not. Be the second home game already this season through five games. Be the second game he's already missed this year, missing the first one with that knee tweak and now this ankle. But Chiefs-Broncos tonight, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. And, of course, you can listen to it any way you want to. We've got so many options on the family stations of Rocking Media. you got Chiefs broadcast on 100.3 The Ride. You got the Broncos broadcast right here on 1025 U Rock, and you've got the National Westwood One broadcast on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri State. We've got this game covered. <laughs> so if you want to listen to it, you're in the combine, you want to be listening to that tonight, there's plenty of ways to do it. Plenty of ways to do it. But Chiefs Broncos kickoff set for 715 Central, 615 Mountain Time. And of course, watch it on Prime Video. Should be a good one. Should be a good one. Uh, I expect the Broncos to be around a little bit in this. I don't, but it also wouldn't surprise me if you the Chiefs pull away late. I can actually. I was going to say, right now Kansas City a ten and a half point favorite at home. Yeah, give me them to cover. Give me them to cover the ten and a half point favorite. Over under forty seven. Not a lot of points. We'll see. All right, we're way past it. We got to get to a break. When we come back, Shreyas Lada is going to join us next. We'll dive in more about Kansas men's basketball's punishments. Uh, we'll touch on KU football as well. It's all coming next here on the Morning Blitz.